0: Welcome back to the Ride Boundless podcast with me, Robert Valderrama. I would like to take this moment to give a shout out to all our new listeners and to all our current listeners. Thank you for being a part of this. Make sure to subscribe, like, and go to the Instagram and follow us at Ride Boundless. On today's episode, our guest is, you've seen him in Aquaman. You've seen him in Sons of Anarchy. You've seen him in Hellride with Quentin Tarantino, and you've seen them and, and many, many, many other places from Soul Food and ER. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, my dear, good friend, Michael Beach. Here we go. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's it's been a minute. How are you dealing with this whole
1: coronavirus? Well, uh, <laughs> it's getting a little monotonous right now, you know, when you have four children and you're pretty much stuck in the house. It uh, you know, they kids need to get out. They need to go see their friends and they need to, you know, run off all that energy and although I have a, you know, I have a a pretty good sized backyard it just it doesn't you know after a month it doesn't really um it doesn't equate with being able to go out and gymnastics gymnastics class and dance and see all the other friends so it's getting you know it's getting tiresome <laughs> but no. but we're doing we're doing well though
0: no that's good to hear uh does it help having multiple children, do they entertain each other or do they just fight?
1: Mostly fight. Yeah. Mostly fight. <laughs> they mostly, they mostly argue about, uh, you know, who gets to do what first or who said this or who did that or who pushed who, or, you know, um, so it's mostly, uh, it's mostly that. Are, are you,
2: are you guys, uh, the kind of parents that try and avoid TV or you just have them hook whatever, whenever they want well,
1: yeah, normally, uh, if we were in regular times and they were going to school, they would only be able to watch TV on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday night, you know. Um, but now we we have them, and my wife does most of this because she's an educator. But they do the work that is sent to us, and um, and then later on they can watch TV during you know, after they do their work on Monday through Friday. Uh, and some days we just go, yeah, no TV today. You know, no TV today. Go outside, yeah, makes go sense. ride your bike, you know, stuff like that.
0: I mean, that that's definitely a benefit of, of having a bigger backyard and having that freedom. It's difficult for many people in Los Angeles to get that. Um, right, right, know, and that's why this whole parks being closed and you know uh, hiking trails, all these class. I mean, it's a, it's a huge inconvenience. Do you believe what they're saying about the coronavirus? Or, or you know what? It's so confusing right now. What do you believe of the
1: coronavirus and what they're saying? That I mean, that's a great question. I I'm I'm confused, like most people. I don't know what the truth is exactly. Um, and, and because of that, you err on the side of caution, you know, especially since you have kids, I think if if it were just me, it would be a different. Um, however, I'd still be concerned that, you know, if I'm asymptomatic, I might, might pass it on to someone else. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn because you go, well, it's a virus and we have Thousands and thousands of viruses uh, that we don't know about, you know, that our body is literally built to, you know, to Immune. defeat. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, it's just it's confusing, and I don't I don't know the answers like most people, and so for the time being, you go okay it makes sense to uh to isolate and therefore nobody you know not well not nobody but you know we can we can curtail the spread of it but at some point you know we we can't keep doing this uh so at some point and we're not going to we're not going to get a vaccine before we have to do something about it so i don't know it's it's um it's it's, it's difficult. especially for what i do it's going to be interesting because um you know I, I don't know it's uh it's a quandary for sure
0: no and what you're saying is nobody knows and, and nobody does know and it seems like every day we turn on the tv or listen to something it changes how do you right. think uh What's your your thought on on how it's going to change uh, the future? You think uh, we'll be able to get back to normal within six seven months, or do you think we're creatures of habit and now everybody's going to want to be distant? I mean, what, what's kind of your thought process uh, of what from I what think, you're hearing?
1: Well, I think of I think eventually things are going to go back to normal because that's just how people are. I mean, there's no way I'm not going to. You know, hug my friends and shake hands to, you know, people I just meet. There's just no way. I can't, I'm not going to be able to live that way. And I don't think uh, most people will either. Uh, the question is, how long will that take? You know, I, I imagine for a little while, we're, we're not going to be shaking hands or hugging people or, but, you know, the, the way, the way we are, the way society is, it's impossible to walk around trying to be germ free. (laughs) It's just, it's impossible.
0: Yeah. It's very, it's very difficult. I mean, some people have done it, but it it just, it's just, it's really awkward. And I know they don't care that it's awkward or not, but you know, as humans, we're very affectionate and not having that is, is going to be almost impossible, especially children in schools and, you know, of
1: course. absolutely
0: and, I mean, we're humans, that's what we do.
1: Right. Well, that's why children, I mean, that's why, you know, flu season, you know, it spreads through school. Everybody because you, you're going to tell kids, you're going to tell kids, hey, just make sure that, you know, no, that'll never happen.
2: Yeah, that you and, don't uh, touch anything or don't touch any toy that anybody else has touched before. Right. That's just craziness, right.
1: yeah. Make sure you spray down the after you touch it each time. No, it's not going to happen. So that's a, eventually things will, things will subside and we'll get back to um, some, you know, maybe there'll be slight differences, but in general, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go back to the way it was. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, it, it has to. And and like, you know, what you were saying, our, our bodies get immune. So, you know, right. we, we need to touch stuff. We need to get dirty. We need to touch germs so our bodies can, you know, learn how to process it. And we could develop an immune system to fight. That's right. Other ones. Yeah. So that's normal. Yeah. Mike, last time uh, we used to ride and hang out, you had the, uh, the soft tail, right? hmm With what? Yep. 16-inch, 18-inch ape, apes on it?
1: Uh, there's 16s. Yeah. 16. Yeah.
0: And then you had the ultra, right? I had an ultra. Yeah. 2008.
1: I've had a couple of ultras, so I can't really, I had an eight and I had a, I think I had a six. I can't remember. I think I had a, yeah, the six was, yeah. Cause the six is the one I took to, uh, to Sturgis in 08. And then I think I might've had a, I bought an 8 after that because I love the ride so much all the way to Sturgis. Oh my yeah, because
0: the, the 8 was, uh, I believe it was the first year they added the ABS, and then I think 09 is when they changed the frame.
1: Right, and the, t- yeah, and the tire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the I wider tires right. and everything. So maybe I might have had a 9 then. I might have had a 9. Yeah, I, actually, you yeah.
0: might have had a 9. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because you did have the wider tire, the ABS, and the new frame.
1: What are you riding That's nowadays? Right. You
0: still got the same bikes or what are you riding today?
1: No, I still have this. I still have the soft tail. It's an 08 soft tail. And I, I love it because it's, um, you know, the Carlini apes, uh, but also the paint job. Yeah. This... My paint was so awesome. It was uh, done by a uh, hot dog. We yeah. West Coast. Do all of them. right. Exactly. So I still have that. I don't really ride it much, um, but I also have a. uh I have a um, police diner, 2003 anniversary, I Very mean, nice. two, 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 yeah 2003, yeah. Um, and I, I bought that from some guy in Chicago had it in his garage for years and years, and did nothing to it, and I think it had, I mean, literally, it had less than a thousand miles on it, but so I, I had them ship that out you know had it all cleaned out and everything and I I did some of my own shit to it and uh and I have that and I love that bike um and I also have a 2017 uh Street Glide uh CVO very nice. um yeah and I love that that's that's probably my favorite bike that's the one and I,
0: what what motor does that have
1: that's the 114 very nice. oh wow,
0: well.
2: nice
1: yeah. Yeah. And I also have uh, a friend of mine was kind of, you know, on some hard times. So he had a he had a sportster that he hadn't ridden and he was trying to get some cash for it. And uh, I bought it for him, you know, from him. And uh, and I did a couple of little things to it. And I wrote it a few times and it's I dig it. It's an 08. Uh, but it eventually it just feels like a scooter, you know to yeah. me. I, I've never had a Sportster, and um, I took it out. It was kind of like fun for a minute, and I really don't. I think I'm going to sell it, because I really don't have any.
2: What, what year is that Sportster? We'll it's an 08. It. 08. Uh, 12, yeah. 1200, or
0: 883?
1: 1200, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very nice. And then, uh, to talk about your soft tail, it's um, baby
1: blue with a lot of metal flaking, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it it's, it's got like, it's got hundreds of blues. You right. know, the shades are just, the range is amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hot Dog did amazing jobs. I remember he that really
1: did, man. Up. I was like, I mean, that's, that's why it's still in my garage, man, because the, the metal, the, the, the paint is so beautiful. You know, yeah. It's a very sexy bike.
0: Mike, uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you're you're straight out a biker, biker. Uh, when did you get on your first bike, and when did you realize, like, this is, you know, I want to continue riding bikes?
2: Yeah, and was it in the, because you're originally from Massachusetts, right? And um, right. was it in the East Coast when you started, or the West Coast?
1: Well, street bikes started in, in L.A., but I used to do, uh, you know, the, you know, messed up dirt bike riding in in Massachusetts my cousin had a um my my cousin's father so my uncle had um a little land in the backyard and he would help build these you know little dirt bike type things like a cross between a dirt bike and a mini bike you know <laughs> but obviously a lot more dirt bikey cuz we would go in the back and we We'd just ride through the, through the woods, what we called woods, right. and do little jumps here and there. And So I did that as a, as a young teenager for a little while. And then, um, and then I went away to school, and what, what school? That, was, that was done. I went to a prep school in Massachusetts to play football, uh, a school called Noble and Greeno in uh, Dedham, Massachusetts. And so when I went there, uh, I pretty much started boarding there and living there. And so a lot of my contacts back in, uh, back in the Roxbury area were, were cut off. Right. And I'm sure
0: because you're trying to do football, was there, were people encouraging you not to ride motorcycles or it just had nothing to do with it? You just didn't have time for it? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, they, they didn't even know really. It was kind of, uh, it was, it was kind of simply like, um, like a location thing, because of where I live now, um and because of the fact that I didn't have uh regular contact with my cousins, then you know it kind of just died, it kind of went away,
0: right, because of the influence around you wasn't there
1: right, right, and I had so much more to focus on because you know we, you know football practice all the time, and then the academics had to kick in, and it was much more uh, prevalent than I was used to in terms of academics. So I was pretty busy from the age of, uh, 14 up. Yeah. You were being challenged by school. When right, did you get right. back on? I didn't get back on until I moved to, God, it was probably 86, I guess. So I stopped around, 78, 79, and started up again on street bikes in 86, I think it was, here in LA. And the reason I did it it was because I had my my wife and I. Well, when I first came out here, I started coming out here doing movies. I was sent out from New York because I trained in New York. I spent a couple of years in New York. And then I was sent out to LA to do a film. And while I was here working on a film, I had a couple of auditions and got a couple more films. So I basically stayed out here longer than I expected. But I just I had my my one car and I was good. But my wife and my and my son were back in New York. So when we decided to move here to L.A., they came. They, you know, we had the one car, so I did, obviously they had the car, so I was like, well, how the hell am I going to get around? And I don't have enough money to buy another car, so I went looking for for motorcycles, and my first bike was a Kawasaki four fifty four LTD, and <laughs> nice. I think I bought it for like thirty five hundred bucks, brand new. In what year? <laughs> 86. 86. Yeah. And, uh, and that's still a decent me. amount
0: of money.
2: It's probably, probably actually right now, somebody's buying from the same year, the same model for exactly the same, same amount of money. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, all bikes right now are being so, so hot with uh, people doing custom projects and stuff like that.
1: Right. Right. Well, of course it was a, you know, it was a, you know, it was a Harley ripoff type thing. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, like a cruiser. Um, but I, and it, you know, at 80, I was at top speed, you know, but I, 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 I just rode that bike everywhere. And I would get jobs that were shooting, you know, an hour north of LA. And I take it, I take it up there. Um, and I'd get off at like four in the morning or something. And I'm riding back down to four or five, freezing my, ass off. (laughs) I mean, because it was, you know, up up there near Pier Blossom or something. I'm doing the films and uh Pier Blossom Highway or whatever it's called and man it was fucking cold. Uh but I just I just rolled the hell out of that thing for years. Um even when I even when I bought another car when I was able to buy another car, I still kept that bike. Um and I rode that for a few years, and then I, at the same time, I think I got a, I got a, a heritage. I think it was a, I think it was a '88. Can't remember. Um, but that was my, that was my second bike here. And I, then I would ride that bike down to I was working out at Golds uh, Venice in Venice at Golds Gym. And I'd ride that thing down there thinking I was a badass. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Hell go yeah. work out, get on my bike, go to the firehouse and eat some food there, and then, you know, head on back to where I was. You were you know, living it, was, it, it, up. it was It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time.
0: Yeah, come on, riding right a Gold's <laughs> gym, getting that workout, get that pump, jump on your bike. That's yep, the life. Yep. I mean, it's in, in the eighties, come on, that's that's what the world was looking at. Venice. There is a guy actually in that's the Gold's right.
2: Gym in Venice that is still in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> you know, he shows up with his a uh, Sportster with a sidecar, and he goes there to work <laughs> out every single day. You can see that bike at, right. the, at the garage every day.
0: Yeah, there's some crazy characters
1: at Venice right now. How much? And the bikes it? were the bikes were heavier than I mean, obviously much heavier than uh, from what I remember. It was just, um, the way it was balanced probably. Yeah. yeah. I guess they were more top
0: hit. I don't know. I guess top heavy.
1: I think so. I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. And from there that
0: you switched over and that's what you stuck to.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, I, Oh, I got an, I had a Ninja in, I think whatever first year they came out, 92, 94. I can't remember what year it was, but I bought a Ninja 600. Um, and i rode that sucker a few times especially especially like going <laughs> going down la cienega towards uh to the to the to the uh, towards the uh, airport you know there's that long stretch and you know i i i would top that bad boy out and uh, just to dangerous you know cuz i'm i love to ride but i've never been like a speed demon And I think that's the reason I sold that bike was because it, you know, it just, those bikes just make you want to go fast, you know, and, uh, and I did have fun for a little while, but I was like, yeah, it's time to get rid of this bad boy. So (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think I had it for about a year.
0: It's absolutely
1: one of the reasons I avoid
0: street bikes because, you know, I've taken street bikes on the track and that's as far as I'll go. But I know riding a, I mean, I'm riding, you know, a StreakLight or the GS or any even touring bike, I'll get to 100 miles and and go from Palm Springs. Um, On a straight bike, you want to do, you know, 140, 150, and it's just, it feels too comfortable you know some people are like, why would you do that and it's like because you know it, I, it's between my legs it's and when you know, you, feel exactly. like, and you feel
2: like you're going 80 and, and, goes, and you
0: <laughs> yeah that bike's handling it you know the, the technology you know talking you know about older bikes and newer bikes the technology's there but yes any little screw up anything in the road any jerk kind of comes in your bro. lane any
1: rock that's, it.
0: that's it. it you know so that's why I avoid those as much as possible.
1: And as a matter of fact, I mean, look, I I went down, I went down because of a rock on a Harley, and I was I was only doing about fifty five. You when, know, when so was this? It,
0: uh, Did I know you then? Was about, this before or after?
1: Probably about six years ago. Oh, so it was after. Yeah, about about six years ago on the on the actually on the um the ultra on the Dyna on the Dyna I have On the, the police one police one yeah oh, nice. yeah. Fucked it cool. up, man. And I, you Neither know, I got to I fix gotta it read. List. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to find the bags because that bike is, you know, that's, uh, you know, hard to find those things because they only made them, I think they only made them for Oh three and Oh four. Yeah. They, they, they
0: sell um, and they sell for a
1: lot of money on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got a, I got a hell of a deal for it. So how much? Um, how and much? I love the bike. I got it for, I got it for 7,000 bucks. At, at you know, with, I think it had 800 miles on it, you know. That's, um, a, that's amazing
0: because the bags at one point were selling for over $2,000. Just
1: bags. I know, bro. I had to buy a new pair because mine got fucked up. And I think I, <laughs> I think I, I think I ended up, I think I paid uh, like 13, 1400 bucks for the bags. Yeah. Yeah. They were expensive. Yeah. So and they're not even they weren't even brand new. Right.
0: You know? No, you can't no, even use you, them. Yeah, you Right. You can't even get them. Absolutely. Yeah, those bags in the FXDXT, the original ones back in the days before the aftermarket company started making a bunch, um, you know, they were very, very expensive. But now yeah. you can get anything aftermarket. You know, it was a conversation I was having with Matt Laidlaw that there was a time where, you know, Harley was the only one making limited parts. Now everybody's making parts for just about anything and everything, mm, mm. which is good. But sometimes you don't get the same quality, and other times you actually get better quality. Because there was a moment right. where, like, custom Chrome was making better Chrome than Harley was at a certain point, mm, but mm. not not anymore.
2: So um, I have a question, Mike. When was the last? We have we have a couple of uh, members on the crew that are there are actors. When was the last, the first movie that you realized that, you know, this was going to happen and that you were going to be able to, you know, live your dream basically.
1: Um, for me, it, I don't know. It happened pretty fast. I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate because I've never went after I went to college and I trained at college, my first job, um, as an actor, uh, it, actually, it was, you know, I started two weeks after I graduated college. And as a have never had another job outside of acting since then. Um, so I've never had to do outside things to make money. I've always supported myself as an actor. So it, you know, it, and not to say that I hadn't, I haven't struggled um, at different times, but I was always able to pay the bills from acting. Sustain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you been, think that it's been there's
2: 30 more? Thirty-five years now. Do you think there's more competition now than when you started, though?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's hard to say because because our competitions change. You know, like yeah. uh, I don't go up against twenty-year-olds or thirty-year-olds, or you know. I mean, we. No, I know, never I know, but seen, I mean,
2: but for somebody that just finishes their training. And that um, I don't.
1: Know, that's why it's that's why it's hard for me to yeah. to tell because because it's not something that um, affects me personally. So I don't think that I would say there isn't um, because there's also so many more avenues for jobs. You True, know, because yeah. we have uh, all these new studios and streaming services and blah blah blah, blah and TV shows. When I started out. You know, we only had, uh, I think we only had three networks. We might have had Fox. Well, so we had four ne- networks. Um, and it's a completely, <laughs> it's a completely different world now. No, I, so I,
0: I i know nothing about acting, you know, I've never looked into it. But I, I would say from what I've seen and all the people that I do know, uh, I think it was way harder before than now. You know, you you can, like you said, there's so many platforms today that, you know, you can let, as a matter of fact, you can create your own platform, like like the Right balance
1: Podcast. That's right. It, It was, you know, when I started out, you know, Spike Lee started and Spike Lee, obviously there were people before, you know, Oscar Michaud, there were a lot of people, but, you know, not a lot of people, but people at different points that did their own thing but they were still outliers, you know, and it was still difficult and you still had to use film. Uh, and so it was more expensive. Today's world, uh, you can do this stuff for, you know, I mean, you can do it for next to nothing if, uh, if you have the know-how and if you, you know, have people available that will help you. you. can do, You can do stuff that looks pretty good Um, and you have platforms that will be, that will be happy to, to put them on, you know, whether or not you make great money, I don't know. But however, if those things start making noise, it may not, it's not going to, that's not going to be the thing that will make you money, but that will be the thing that gets you the attention that leads to the thing that gets you money. Right. And the exposure. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. The attention, the yeah. exposure, the, you know, the contacts, all of that stuff.
2: So, so what was your first role where you had to ride on the road?
1: Where I had to ride? Where you yes. had to ride a motorcycle. Um, oh, shoot. Hmm. I think the first time I rode in a show in a, in, on film was a a pilot I did. I don't know what year it was. It was probably in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, probably the early 90s. A a director that used to be very big, his name is uh, Rennie Harlan. And um, he was married to Gina Davis at the time. And he did, I think he did, I don't know if Rennie did the original Die Hard or the second Die Hard. He did one of those, but he did a couple of big action films. So. I got I got a pilot a TV pilot and it was the believe it or not it was called Night Rider 2000. Nice.
0: And <laughs> I idiot. think
1: I yeah, I think we shot it in 91 or 92, I can't remember. And um and so it was basically like the apocalyptic time and um and the Night Rider was uh played by I can't remember the actor's name. But I played his brother, and he was a white guy, and I played his brother somehow. uh, And I was a sheriff of this wasteland, and um, he had he had the new kit, whatever that was, but it was kind of like a retro, you know, you know, kind of kit. And then I had um, I had a motorcycle, and
2: um, do you remember where he was or no?
1: It was definitely, you know what? I don't remember what kind of bike it was. It was a Harley. I just can't remember what kind of bike. But it was all probably custom out, trying to look like the future. Yeah, it was custom out. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I can't remember what, what bike, what bike it was. But that was the first time, probably, I think, on film. And um, I, I think it's, is pretty rare. I did a film called, uh, hell ride. Well, that was with, a, um, what was that? A
0: collaboration or was, Quentin Tarantino had some part in that. Yeah, right?
1: Quentin. Yeah. Quentin, um, kind of produced it. The, the guy that wrote it and directed it and starred in it, uh, and God forgive me. I can't remember his name either, but he used to do, um, his father's was Joey Bishop. One of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, Rat Pack with uh, Frank um, Sinatra and Sammy Davis, Davis Jr., Dean Martin. Right. So his father was Joey Bishop. So his name was something uh, Bishop. <laughs> and he had done a bunch of uh, biker films in the 70s. Um, and then he kind of, you know, I don't know what he did since then. But Quentin, who, who is obviously like a, a nut for old films and uh, uh, genre type films, wanted him, he put him in a couple of his films. I think he had a, he had a pretty cool part in, uh, in uh, Kill Bill 2, I think it was. And so Quentin was like, look, you got to do another biker film. So you write it, you direct it, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he did and he starred in it. And of course he was a little older, <laughs> um, but you know, it had, he had all the, all the women loved him, you know, all the, and we had, uh, God, who was, who was, um, Michael Madsen Michael was in Madsen. it. And, uh, yeah. And uh, David Carradine, like, Pretty soon before he died, you know, maybe a couple of years a year or years so. ago. Few um, years before he passed. Yeah, yeah. And uh we had uh, Dennis Hopper. Um yeah, it was kinda it was kind of a cool concept. And um It was a good cast. It was a good cast, and the script was the script was eh, but I was like, listen, I wanna I can combine these two things. I can act and I can ride. Uh, I'm always looking for that. It, it, it's rare today. You don't, you don't have a lot of biker films or films where guys are on bikes. If it's not, you know, Tom Cruise on a bike or something. <laughs> um, so we did bad and, you know, it was great cause I got to get all hairy. I didn't have to shave just cause we, it was like a dirty biker movie. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. Rugged. You know, it was a very, yeah, it was very rugged. rugged yeah it was throwback to you know it's like yeah this is a biker life these guys don't they don't uh they live off the grid you know they're you know basically the one percenters the real one percent percenters life and um which is obviously is totally not my life but um very fun to to play uh and we had a, we had a lot of fun um you know unfortunately the you know the movie didn't turn out to be that great but i think quentin came in and he did his uh he did his edit you know cuz he wasn't that happy he did an edit and um you know we we put it out and it was what it was but i i had a i had a great time working on it um and i again like anytime i get a chance to do both things i will
0: absolutely Did that lead to, was the next thing after that uh, Sons of Anarchy?
1: Um, No, I think there was a long time in between. I don't even know when. I don't, I don't, man, I don't, I don't remember. It's hard for me to pinpoint when I did things. So, I I think Sons was over about seven years ago or has it been that long
0: I, I think Sons of Anarchy, because I, I was still we we were still riding and I was still at Van Nuys when Sons of Anarchy just started and we right. we had sold quite a few motorcycles. I mean there was a collaboration of dealerships that you know worked to to get the bikes there. But right. that had to be starting two thousand eight, two thousand and nine.
2: Well the thing well, the thing is he you started Michael, you I think you started I came in, uh, in season three yeah, season three, right? right? So yeah, we're talking yeah.
0: about so two thousand twelve is kind of what I was trying to pinpoint. So then you, it probably was Hell Ride, motorcycle films that you got to do, and then Sons of
1: Anarchy? Or? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, I think, uh, and shoot, that's like 20 years or something. I think um, that, yeah, yeah, that was it. And I don't think I've done another thing where I was on a bike since, uh, since sun oh i did it i did it i did an indie with a friend of mine and uh i never got to ride but he's like oh can we use one of your bikes and you you know you you can that can be your mode of transportation and that's uh, great and if we can you know get me riding that'd be great but we never did we just saw me getting off the bike and having a conversation with somebody but the, outside of that that's that's been it
0: How much uh, real riding was there on Sons of Anarchy? I mean, obviously, it's a film. Obviously, they want to keep everybody safe. But, you know, how many scenes were were real rides versus, you know, uh, the training wheels and the stuff that we see online? And who knows how to ride and who doesn't?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think uh, there there was never any, like, training, you know, like, oh, let's tow this bike. Um, I don't think... uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they would have, you know, that doesn't sell the show. You know, you have to see the guys ride. I thought there would be much more riding to be honest with you, but when you did see riding, they were, you really, we were riding, you know, we would go up to, um, up to Griffith Park a lot and obviously out to the, um, you know, the, uh, canyons up the, what, is, what we call it down in, uh, you know, right off up, up to one fourth up to fourteen, you know, stuff like that where we shot a lot, and you know we would ride, yeah, we would, but we, you know, you have to, you know, because the camera's filming you, you have to stay in position, and you can't, you know, you can't really let it out. You gotta, you gotta stay in the form so that the, they can pick you up and who they, okay, we want to get you and and we want to cross over and. Make sure we have you know Charlie or whomever, so it was you know, we were riding, um, but it was you know it was subdued, and then, of course, you had a lot of stuff where we would ride up to something, you know, ride into a scene or ride out of a scene um, but the, and those times were fun, you know, because you were still you know it was sometimes we had to we had to change locations. So a lot of times you would just get in a van and they would take you and then they would ship the bikes up. They would, you know, um, trailer the bikes. But a lot of times you go, Oh, then I just want to ride, you know? So we would, we would, a bunch of us would get on the bikes and we ride to the new location, you know, 20 miles away or something So uh, if, through, so, the, so through the thick was a, of uh, traffic too.
0: Yeah. So know? every, everybody was a rider on the show,
1: would you say? Well, everybody, I think, the main people became riders, you know, uh, there were a bunch of the people, uh, some of the regulars who didn't ride before the show, but then they started riding, um, and became enthusiasts. You know, I don't think, uh, I think, uh, Ron never really took to it. I don't think that's, um, I don't think I'm talking out of school. I think everybody knows that that it was something that he was never really comfortable with. And, um, so I think, uh, you know, things had to be altered or changed or sometimes for him, but, um, but he still, you know, uh, obviously there's shots where he was riding. So and sure. he's a guy who he's not riding now, but I think most of the guys who were on the show who didn't, begin as riders or or continue to to ride
2: so i heard that um that uh, for example the 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 actor that uh, plays uh, Tick that he would show up some of the days that he didn't have any scenes just to hang out with the crew and they had to tell him at some point uh this is not a real motorcycle club you don't have to come hang out in the clubhouse, just go home. This is not your day to record a scene. You're just making noise. <laughs> You're just making noise by rolling in on your bike. Is that true? <laughs>
1: well, I, I wouldn't know. I don't I don't know. I mean when you think about it, I think I've only done I don't know how many I did, but I think I only did like eleven or I don't know. Um so you know, most of the show I'm not in, or I wasn't around. Uh, obviously the times that I was around, uh, the character T.O. had, was pretty, pretty integral to the story and, uh, and to Jacks, And, um, so I was, I'm, you know, grateful for that. I was excited about that, but there's so much that was done when I wasn't around that, you know, I, I don't I don't remember that story. You, <laughs> it's a good have, one though. <laughs> do
2: you have a lot of feedback from, you know, um the audience for being the first um the first black character to join Sam Crow in any way?
1: Yeah, at the time, you know, at the time it was um it was pretty big, you know, because obviously, you know, the general public doesn't know why that is never done. I mean, I think it's been done a couple of times. You know, here and there, but it's pretty much not done, especially with one percenters, because you know, you when you're mixing races and dudes are going to jail, and you know, who who are you with and all that stuff. So, um, it, it was it was I think it was important um, for them to do, you know, and to you know, for so- socially to say, hey. We can move beyond this, um, and uh, and I was glad that it was it was me that they did it with. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool to to be the last guy to be patched in before yeah. the uh, bef- at the end of the show. You know, well, it was
2: cool. it was it's kind of controversial, I think, in a little way because um, for a big part of the show, um, one of the characters is like internally suffering a lot because he this right. His father is a is a black guy, right? And then right. at the end of the show, you can see how the crew open their minds a lot to the to the to the idea, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a you know, I mean, it's a TV show, you know. So, um, I think you need to, you know, uh, obviously, and obviously, it had a great um effect on a lot of people and on TV. I mean it was pretty popular for quite a long time. So, uh, you know, they felt uh they felt that that was the the thing to do.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a great show and it, it got it got picked up quite a bit and everybody in LA has seen many of the actors in LA actually riding bikes at the Love Ride and just, you know, go to like, right. you know, Neptune's Net or Rockin' or rock uh rock uh rock store rock yeah, store, rock store. So. you know yeah, so that that yeah. that's very cool i mean it, it seems like everybody was writing and it seems like after the show everybody's still writing even uh love I ride so, yeah even when i saw your love ride right now when was it the uh, november december
1: the one that just passed yeah that uh we rode up to rp's uh place from glendale yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot yeah. of
0: people from the show there which was very cool
1: yeah, yeah. One was, was there and, yeah.
0: What was your favorite um character that you've played uh in your career?
1: Yeah, that's uh I can't really answer that. I mean, there's so so many different reasons why I love different characters or different experiences on different jobs, you know, and um it's just so, you know, it's I, I've been fortunate, really. It's it's in a big variety of jobs, of, of roles. And, um, I, I have so many different memories from different things that it's hard for me to say, you know, it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah. It becomes difficult. All the, yeah. I mean, you've been doing this what, yeah, it's like, 35 it's, years it's, only
1: 35 years. Yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's like saying if you've had, you know, if you've had 10 bikes and you go, well, what was your favorite? Impossible. And you go, well dude, it depends, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean if I was if I'm driving the Sturgis, I you know, it won't be my my uh heritage. You know, it won't be my diner. It's gonna be the 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 sports,
2: obviously. Right, right. The sports. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, so it's just it's 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 hard to say. Yeah, it's very difficult. Mike, how old are you? I am uh I'm fifty six uh my birthday's coming up in a few months 57 coming up so yeah
0: no and the reason i ask is cuz you're in amazing shape your your fitness is is outstanding have you always worked out is it something you you've kind of well you played football you worked at gold's gym has right. exercising and and staying fit always been a part of your life uh do you smoke or do you drink and have you worked no. out your whole life
1: Right, I I don't smoke, I don't drink. Um I have had drinks um but pretty much I don't. I just Social. like now. Well, no, it's never been like um like I like right now I don't drink. I I haven't had a drink in years and years. But there was a time where um it was a short time in college and when I say short I probably mean like a month <laughs> where I would drink and then probably um, 25 years later, I, I decided I decided because I, I would always say, no, I don't drink, I don't drink, but I was always going to bars and hanging out with friends when I lived in New York. You know that's a, one of the things, you know, And it wasn't I, I don't have anything against drinking. Um, and as far as I know, I don't have a problem with drinking um, personally but I would go to I would go to bars and hang out and my friends would drink and you know you know they were cool they weren't giving me shit about it but every once in a while somebody said hey, so for about for about 3 months I was like you know what fuck it I'm going to I'm going to have a drink and so I drank for about 3 months and you know everything was cool I never really got drunk and I, and i have a a strong constitution uh but one day <laughs> the last day <laughs> um this bartender decided he was going to he was going to get me and so i was drinking long island iced teas ooh that's the and, worst. yeah and they but they didn't put any coke in it so it was a you know all the the five whatever the right. five mixture the, mixtures five shots in the
0: with sweet and sour and just right
1: right with no coke, no right. G- regular gin, coke.
0: tequila, uh, rum, and and whatever drink, that mixture is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: exactly. How many did so you I made of those. I had a, I had five of those, and that got me. And I was going, I was going back to my apartment with this girl I was messing around with, and we were, we were fucked up. Oh my god and i got i got to my apartment which is only you know we were walking it was only like 5 blocks away and she <laughs> she, she ended up in my bathroom throwing up in the toilet Ooh. so there was nowhere for me to go i i have never at to that point even as you know when i got sick cuz i don't get sick that much either i mean i could right, go years, and years without getting sick right so i started throwing up in my sink in the kitchen and a totally new experience for me it hurt so bad coming up i I couldn't it was so painful uh and i you know i did it maybe three times or whatever this the girl fell asleep literally with her arms around my toilet <laughs> so i you know and i was just oh it was nasty so I put her, you know, I put her on the bed, and I wash up, and I, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm good. <laughs> so, well, not
0: only that, but the toll it does on 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 your health, the toll it does oh, on yeah, the yeah. fitness, the unnecessary calories, the, the
1: sugar. I mean, how? But it for dehydrates me, but, you. For, but for me, that was never. I mean, if Initial. you ask me, if you ask me why I don't drink, I just don't drink. I mean, I don't. I'm. I won't say. Oh, because of my health, or all oh, because I just think they're drinking. It has nothing to do with that. I just don't drink. Maybe. I never sat down and came up with reasons. It's like I don't. I haven't eaten meat, and what I mean, I haven't eaten pork or beef since probably 1980. Whoa, yeah, and, and that's what I want to know about your health and fitness. So no, right, but but was but before you say. What's funny is people go, Oh, well do you are you is it because you're religious or is it because of your health? And it, it's neat. none of those. I just stopped and I think the reason I initially stopped was because a friend of mine, I was still playing football. It was my, my last my either my junior my junior year or my senior year of high school and a guy says, you know, I was getting these little palpitations I don't know what the hell they were. I mean, who knows? Probably nothing. And the guy says, well, you eat a lot of, you like eat a lot of beef and potatoes. And, and I was doing that to, you know, cause I was burning calories like crazy. Um, And so he just sent, he just, he just put that suggestion in my head. And I said, okay, you know what? Let me see what happens. And I stopped right then and there. And I just, I don't even know if, consciously I was like oh yeah I don't feel those anymore I just stopped and I never started again and it has nothing in it I don't I don't go oh I don't eat because I know a lot of professionals who swear by beef they say that's the best kind of protein you can get you know and of course you have other professionals that say no that's not the best you know You know. Every everybody has an opinion and Whatever you want to look
0: for, whatever Google you search, you're going to find, you know, results for yes or no.
1: Absolutely. And and you go you look at the person, you go, well, this person looks amazing. And then you look at the person that said the opposite of that person, you go, well, he looks amazing, too. So it's just, you know, it's you got to do what works for you. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to achieve it. So so I can't I can't act like somebody else.
0: So what what are you eating? What what's what's a typical? You just eat everything else, or what's what are you having for lunch today, for an example?
1: Uh well, today is you know the now because of the coronavirus thing. It's uh, I'm kind of falling off because you just start everybody you, is you know yeah there's no we have no schedule so and I'm always at home. <laughs> So you just kind of go, Oh, what's in the kitchen? You know, uh, you know, and I, and I do, you know, I do go to my garage and, uh, and I have, you know, my, the side of my house where I work out, you know, so I'm still lifting here and there and, you know, not, not as, not as regularly as I would be like after, after we finish this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out. But, um, But really, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your look, uh, particularly, um, it, it is what you eat, you know, so you can work out like a monster and you'll get strong and you can put some size on. But in terms of how you shape your body, you know, getting toned and all of that, that is what you eat. You know, you can't tone muscle. You know, you can grow muscle, but you can't tone it. You you tone your skin, you know, and that that's body fat, you know. So if you want to change your body fat, you have to change your diet because there's, there's no other way to do it. Uh, so, you can. So most
0: people, well, it depends who you talk to, but if you talk to a nutritionist, they would say 70% nutrition. If you talk to, a, you know, a fitness coach, they're going to tell you 70% working out, you're definitely saying 70% would be nutrition.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and I, well, I talked, I know a lot of, uh, you know, super trainers and super, you know, and I'm talking about the Mr. Olympias and all of those, those are friends of mine. And I think most people, I think most people will say it's 80% of your diet, including those guys. Um, because, because they know, like, for instance, if you want to, If you want to put on size and we're not forget about drugs and steroids and stuff, but if you want to put on size, you can lift heavy and you can lift a lot. But if you're not eating properly, you're not going to put size on, you know, you have to eat more calories than you burn if you want to put size on. Now, if you just eat, eat, eat and not work out, you're just going to get fat. You know, but if you eat, eat, eat the right things, you know, the right amount of proteins, carbs and and, uh, complex carbs and fats and you work out, then you're going to, you know, you'll put on more muscle. But you still, if you want to, if you're going to worry about body fat, you still have to, you know, be careful about the things that you put into your body. But whether or not you want to put muscle on and weight on or you want to take weight off or you do that. Through your diet.
0: Yeah, I I, got to agree with that, especially right now. I've been hitting, I have a home gym, weights, I got got the full set, and I've been hitting it so fucking hard. I mean, I've been working out at least three to four days a week. I got, you know, a, a good friend of mine, he's extremely fit, and we do two, three hour workouts. And I'm getting bigger, but I'm not. I'm not getting leaner the way that I want to get leaner. Yeah, I, Robert. Robert I, was right.
2: hoping that it was seventy percent workout to an thirty percent food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that
1: it, would be nice.
0: Yeah, and, and and it would be nice, but you know, it, it's it's not. It's definitely you know the biggest struggle that I have, and I don't eat bad. It's just the the amount of food that I have access to, and the amount of people cooking and bringing food over, especially during quarantine right now. It, it's insane. You know, there's yeah, food bro. in front that, of me all tough. the time.
1: That's right. That's one of, right. One of my and, and the fact that you can't go out makes it worse. That makes it worse. It, it makes it much worse.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite memes that I saw online was uh, somebody opening up the refrigerator and they wrote a note. Saying close the door, you're bored. You know, you're not
1: hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's exactly right. That's it's, exactly. You know, what's there are other reasons. Yeah, that's what happens. Now, well, you, I I would have a suggestion for you, bro. And I, if you're, you're working out with your fitness pal and everything. If you're working out three hours, you're working out too much, man. Take it back. Cut it back. Like, I, I there's no reason to work out for more than ninety minutes, man. Because but, uh, but we, we we've
0: been cutting. We've been cutting. It, it, it's it's weird it's it's like the thing is i was listening to this guy talking about working out and yeah. they they were kind of encouraging more breaks in between like you know you shouldn't try to max out every time you should you should take breaks recover then do another set then kind of recover then another set compared well, to well that's
1: before- if that's that's if you're trying to that's only if you're trying to increase the amount of weight you lift and, you know, like powerlifters do that all the time. You know, they're not they're not trying to burn fat at all. Right. They just, they're trying to lift as much weight as possible. So they'll sit there, they'll lift, they'll put on whatever they can put on, they'll lift it, and then they'll totally recover, and then they'll go do it again. Yeah. And that, so if you're, that's a powerlifter kind of thing. That's but if you want to... Yeah, if you want a body build, if you want a body shape, then you, you want to, you don't want to totally recover. You know, obviously you need to take a, you need to take a break. But as soon as you're, as soon as, you know, you take as smallest break as possible to be safe and then you go right back at it. Of course, your weight is not as heavy as well. Yeah, you know, that's, then that's the it, other thing. You know, yeah, because yeah, right you now. Know, but that, I'm, that is how you burn. That's
0: how you burn. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, well, the whole fitness thing. I don't know if anybody wants to hear it, but like a chest day, we'll like build up a forty-five. We'll add a twenty-five, and then I'll add two plates and do ten sets of ten of just two plates. You so know? you
2: you go way you go up.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, That's
0: and of- then on the last ten, we'll take off the extra forty-five, and I'll just leave one plate. You know, on each side, and then you know I'll do a, a thirty burnout. I'll and do thirty, you know, thirty sets, thirty reps,
1: thirty reps,
0: yeah, right, right, just to burn
1: out well, the chest. And that's just well, the bro. If that. you can, if you can, yeah, if you can do um, ten sets of ten at uh, at two twenty five, that's pretty good. That's pretty. I can't do that right now. Yeah, no way.
0: No, that's definitely not <clears> right <throat> now. And that's then and then
2: shots and barbecue. What's that? And then shots and barbecue. Yeah, and, and then, and then, yeah, and
0: then afterwards, uh, we 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 typically grab um, uh, some ice, some chivas. We have mm-hmm. one drink, and then and then we barbecue. You know, and be mm-hmm. carnassada, some chorizo to fix the damage, you know, some fish. You know, just to recover. You know, that's how we do it. Right, right.
1: Quick question, Mike. Uh, you were
0: on Aquaman, uh, and and not only on Aquaman, but on all many of your films. How much training uh, did you? How, did it cost you a lot of trouble to get you know fit for Aquaman, or were you were just ready? And how did you get that role? And what was that process?
1: Well, when you do um, <clears throat> when you do a uh, a superhero movie, basically, uh, um, the studios always they say, "Hey, oh, go get a you know." They either have a particular trainer. I think if you're if you're one of the stars, they set all that up. But in my case, they, you know, they said we want everybody in shape, find a trainer, we'll pay for it, um, you know, up to a certain amount. And the amount is ridiculous because, you know, the, the the guys they're paying are like super top notch guys. Um, and I had never paid a trainer before. I've never used a trainer. I would work out with trainers um, over the years, but I've never paid a guy. So I said, well, since they're paying for it, I'll go find one of my friends and I'll say, dude, you know, how would you like to make some money for the next, uh, I think, I think I trained for about six to eight weeks before I left for Australia. And I told him, I said, well, how much you want to charge? It's on them. Uh, so we worked it out and I, I went to find a guy that, that I know who works differently than I do, because why pay a guy you know that works the same way? Maybe I'll learn some more stuff if I go to a guy who I wouldn't normally work out with. And I think that was a that was a great move on my part because he showed me things that I hadn't done that um, that I've been incorporating in my workouts at home, and even when I go to the gym um ever since and uh I I'm really grateful to him um and he you know he um he just you know it's just like having a different approach you know what i mean and it's always cool when you meet somebody that can really open up your eyes with something that you've been doing for so long you know but well, what well, well, can um, you
0: can you explain the approach what was so like was it you know, burpees, assault bike, kettlebells. Like what what was so different?
1: Right. Well, he was he was much more like I'm I'm a weight dude. You know, I go in. I you know I, I know about weights and dumbbells and stuff like that and all Gold's the machines. Gold's Gym, Venice. Gold's Gym. Right. <laughs> exactly. This guy and his name is Rob Thomason. Thomason. Thompson. Thompson. Uh, Thompson. Rob Thompson. On the, he's a great guy. Get fit by Rob um, and. He works with a lot of, uh, he actually works with a lot of, um, uh, what are they called, the women that uh, are in the uh, beauty pageant arena, whatever that is. So he works with a lot of beautiful women, and so he incorporates a lot of stuff. You're talking about a lot of hit cardio. Yeah, 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 exactly. A lot of hit cardio. You know, he does battle rope stuff. He does the half BOSU ball. He does... um, you know a lot of uh the um the hammer you know where you have the, the, the rubber hammer the tire iron yeah all of that stuff the club and yeah. absolutely so even though i knew about this stuff and i'd done it you know here and there it wasn't something that i did a lot of um i did the traditional lift and then you go walk on the walk on the stairmaster or i do sprints on the uh You know, the treadmill, stuff like that. Um, but he would do slam ball stuff and stuff that I love. So I went out and I bought, you know, kettlebells, all the stuff you mentioned. I, so I have tons of kettlebells and, and slam balls and Bosu balls and battle ropes and, um, stuff like that. And that's the kind of stuff that really started to, um, Started to get me cut, you know, started to shred me at, at, you know, at a, at an advanced age, you know, uh, in, in terms of picking up some new stuff. I was, I don't know what, 54, 55, doing a lot of things for the first time on a regular basis. And, uh, it was, it was very effective. He also helped put me on a diet and, um, and I lost tons of weight. I got so lean, man. I had like a, I had like a twenty nine and a half inch waist, wow. and uh, and uh, I was just, I was, I was very lean. It was weird because when I I ended up doing a show right after that, and I, because I kept going, so for three years I was just fucking a maniac. You a, know? a show after Aquaman, or? Yeah, it was a TV show I did after Aquaman, um, and I would gotten. I started on Aquaman, so I I was in pretty good shape in Aquaman, although you never notice it because of my wardrobe, what I was wearing. You never see me out of it. But after that, I kept going, I was going, I was going, and I got so, I went down to like like 160 pounds.
0: Wow. And
1: yeah, and like now I'm... What's
0: your average weight, or what's been your average? My
1: average average rate rate rate? is probably around 180, 185. That's still good, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but strange. now, like now, bro, you know, now I'm two hundred pounds. Now doesn't count,
0: Mike. Now yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> everybody's two hundred pounds. Everybody. My my yeah. uh, my fourteen month old is is two hundred pounds. You know,
1: everybody's eating <laughs> exactly. they they
0: I guarantee you all the posts from influencers and pictures of social media are just at the bare minimum right now. You know, nobody's right. posting. Yeah.
2: They were from two, <laughs> two or three months ago. All yeah.
0: of them. <laughs> right. Right. They're using old stuff. <laughs> but yeah, well from, from 160 to 200, that that's, that's a big difference. I think when I started, I was, um, when you
1: started what, pro- the, when I started, when I started really on that journey working out, I actually started before I met with Rob for Aquaman, so I had been working out because I got up to like two fifteen, something like that now i'm I'm five eight right, uh with my shoes on, <laughs> you know, so I got up to about two fifteen and it was I was just like I had it with myself, so probably a month before um Aquaman came along. Um, I had been working out and so I was doing pretty I was doing pretty good um and then when I met with rob uh, from that point on probably took me about to be honest because I don't I hate trying to go like super fad like oh I'm gonna do this bad thing where I starve myself you know I can't do that stuff so it took me about six or know, seven or seven or eight months to go from 215 to 160 um That's amazing. Which, yeah and but i did it i think i did it smartly and um but i i, I know that i can never like 160 is just too light for it's me
2: unsustainable yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah it's unsustainable and the, and what i was saying earlier when i was when i was i did this tv show and um they had me in suits and I, my body wise, I looked pretty good in the suits, but my face was, it, it just looked too gaunt, you know, and especially for a guy in his mid fifties at the time, it was just like, it was too, you know, it just looked, it didn't, I didn't think it looked healthy.
2: Yeah. Sometimes so, you see people that, you know, that they've been doing it uh, a little bit quick or quicker than you should naturally do it. And, yeah and they yeah. do look like they've been doing hardcore drugs for the last you but know, for me three
1: years. for me it wasn't it wasn't because I did it too quickly I just don't think you know we all have uh you know natural weights uh for ourselves and I just think that that is not a good look for me to be so so lean especially like as a bodybuilder you know not in any way comparing myself to a bodybuilder but as a bodybuilder when you're when you're competing, you know, that's the look, you know, and of course they go leaner than I went um, and they have much more muscle than I had. But when you're, when you're an actor, uh, you know, that is something that I don't, you know, that's, especially if you were 20 or 30, maybe that's kind of cool, but not, not for, not for a guy who was my age. I didn't think that looked good.
0: Well, it it also depends too, because I I think what they say, and when I say they, you know, fitness researchers, everything. When when you lose an extreme amount of weight, you know, you you have to sustain that for about two years for your body to kind of accept that form. Because in the meantime, yeah. your body's like, what's this is something weird, something's off. Let's 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 not pay attention yeah. to this weight loss. You know, he's just yeah. starving or. Or well, you know,
1: dude, I uh, I had it for about three years. You know, yeah. I was between, I was between, you know, 166 and 160 for about three years. Really? You know, and I, and That's I had impressive. done it before. I had done it before. You know, I've been, you know, 159, you know, a bunch of years ago. I could, I, I, so I, it wasn't new to me. It was just that it's different when you do that in your twenties or your thirties you know, and now in your 50s, it's just different. You know what I mean? And, um, and even, and you're right. I mean, it's still, it's not sustainable period, you know, no matter what age, but if, unless, you know, I'm not my bread and butter, my life is not fitness. You know, it's not how I support myself. It's not, you know, it's important to me personally, but Um, it's not something that helps me. For instance, I never, I don't make my money because of my body. You know, you don't, you can't find movies where my shirt's off all the, you know, maybe a couple of times, but in general, I wasn't hired because, you know, of the way I looked, you know, so it wasn't something I have to worry about. I don't have to look a certain way in order to keep working, you know? My problem was just that I thought I looked a little too, I was like, yeah, the dude looks, <laughs> looks almost like a ghost, you know, which is what, which, which is what bodybuilders look like when they're in competing season. And, but then they go off it, you know, when they're not because they're trying to put on more muscle. So they, they, they put more fat back into their bodies in order to, to gain more muscle. And then of course they, they shred again when it's, uh, when it's the season.
0: No, it makes complete sense. Uh, I think for your age, I think you're in great shape. It, other than this Thank coronavirus, you, that everything's out of. <laughs> right. But right. when I saw you a few months back, you know, and um, seeing how old you were, I was like, no, I don't even believe it. You, you completely can be, you completely can pass and have the body and the characteristics of you know a forty year old. And as a matter of fact, you're probably <laughs> healthier than most average forty year olds, anyways. You know, because there's a lot of people out of shape. I mean, depending where we're talking and what cities and stuff. But, you know, the average American is is not as fit as you are. And and keep it up. Thank you, bro. Thank you.
2: So I have a question, Michael. Did you you get to ride at all with uh, Jason Momoa?
1: You know, we talked about it, but I've never ridden with him. Uh, I met Jason. I did a show called... um, what was that show called? <laughs> it was called uh, Oh man, it was a, TV, a, a sci-fi show uh, that we shot up in, um, shot up in Canada, in Vancouver, and they had a bunch of uh, a bunch of different um, was Stargate. That's what it was called. So mm-hmm. they had Stargate, they had Stargate, something else, and Stargate Atlantis was the third spin-off. And so I, he was a regular on that and I came up and did, I think I did about seven or eight episodes and that's when I first met him. Well, supposedly I met him in New York when he, I was doing a show called Third Watch uh, back in 2000, but I don't remember that. Uh, He had, he wasn't acting then. Um, But where I remember him from was Stargate in the late, late 2000s maybe I can't remember exactly what year that was um but we would hang out man and the guy he was a good kid you know i mean you know he was big and loud and liked to drink and have fun and just sweet to people you know very warm open guy so even though i didn't have much to do with him on that series we actually hung out a lot um off camera you know we went to dinner and stuff and hung out a lot so I first met him there, and we you know we talked about i know he has a lot of old bikes yep. he he likes old, old bikes,
0: yeah he does um
1: yeah, and I think he was messing around. I don't know if he was messing around with the super super, 73. super 70, 73. I don't know if, but when we were in in Australia, we went out to eat one day, and he and his assistant rode up on what may have been Super 73s or a version of it. And he was telling me all about it. And he's like, I'm thinking about maybe investing in this, you know, and I, I obviously have no idea if, if he did or if that was a, a different company, but it was pretty much the same exact type of bike that the the Super 73s are. And he loved it. He would take it on the beach how, how, and, you how know, much,
0: do you, how much, how big is he? You know, how tall is he? And, and what would you guess his weight is? And, and the bike handling
1: him, that's crazy. How yeah. big is he? He's about six, six. He's, he's definitely, he's definitely, I mean, he might be six, five, but he's definitely not six, four, not even close. And, and he's not, He's not six eight or he's. A, I would say he's six six, and he's. You know when he's not working out, which is a lot because he's not really. I don't think he's really into working out. I mean, he does it when he has to. He gets big, but he's yeah. not. He's not a very big dude. You know, he's kind of slender. You okay. know, uh, really. Not, I mean, I mean. Don't get me wrong. He's not. No, well, I know what you're slender. saying. Slender. He's slender in comparison to what you what his Aquaman looks like. Right, what he portrays. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I would say, like, he, you know, he probably walks around around, and this is a total guess, but about 230, you know. Um, you describe two, maybe, that pretty well. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe a little bit more. But when he's Aquaman, I would I would guess he was, you know, 250, two, 255, you know, somewhere around there. But I... This is just totally guessing. Um, uh, he probably might be a little more than that. There's the 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 guy that he used to train with a lot, Mata, who was on Aquaman, who I actually have worked out with a few times while we were there, and since then, um, he's a big boy. He's Mata's about six eight, um, and he, you know, he can walk around at three hundred easy. Wow. Um, and he was the guy that was really training Jason. Uh and he's a beast. He's a he's a complete beast. You know, so isn't it I don't ama- know, I think, Isn't it amazing that
0: there's always someone bigger? There's always oh, someone yeah. bigger oh, yeah. and stronger
1: and you know, the, always.
0: It never oh, absolutely. ends. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, I mean I think about Ja I would probably up his I'd probably up his weight to, you know, ah, two sixty sounds too big, but I wouldn't be surprised. But that's that's probably, you know, he's probably between two fifty and two sixty when he's
2: Aquaman. I mean, once you're that tall, it's just hard to not pass the one the two thirty line. Well,
1: yeah, but you know what? What's it's it's how it's how tight and lean you look that makes you look better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can be You can be, um, you're just going to look much more muscular and much more dangerous if you have abs, you know, if you have, if your shoulders are are chipped away, as opposed to a guy who would be bigger and stronger, but he's carrying more body fat. You know, the other guy that that has that kind of size, but is not carrying that body fat is just going to look way better. Yeah. That's crazy. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, My- we, we have a couple of friends in common and they, you know, right now he's like the, basically the image of Harley Davidson. He just, um, you know, even right now, Harley Davidson made a video of, um, you know, having in mind the coronavirus and we are all recluded in our houses. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a it's a video of um, uh, four or five guys riding in the beach with old bikes and he's the voiceover of the video. uh uh-huh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not riding. Yeah, I not He's it. not riding in one because they're actually racers. One of them is Roland Sands, which you know we would love to have in in one of the episodes also. But yeah, Jason mm. is Jason is the voiceover of this video, and and I have a couple of friends in common with him, and they offer him a couple of bikes, and he's always said, "No, no, just send me a panhead or something like that that I can kickstart." Right. And I right. Was like, Yeah, that guy, that guy, six, six, six. Um, height and two hundred forty pounds or fifty pounds, uh, kickstarts a bike like if he was just stepping in a, you know, stepping. Yeah,
1: a... exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he has an aversion to like the new, fancy bikes. You know, he, I think he has quite a few bikes, and none of them, uh, you know, his bikes are all from the, you know, fifties and forties and sixties and you know if he if he has a bike that was built after two thousand, I would be shocked
0: so he's never from from what we know or from from your knowledge he's never been on a street glide or an ultra road glide
1: or
2: well i think there's well, a couple I, of... I don't
1: i don't know if he's ever been on them, but he doesn't own them he yeah there's know. a
2: couple of pictures I think of him in a low rider I think. Oh. On a new Lowrider, is, and he looks like the Lowrider is it's like, like, a, like like a bicycle su- from a kid, yeah. It looks like a Super Seventy Three. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> yeah, <violent>. exactly.
1: <laughs> when you're six six, man, I mean, everything. Woo,
2: looks they like. have to build into to scale.
1: <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. Because I, I'm like, if I'm on a, if I'm on an ultra, uh, you know, if a guy in it, you know. And I can touch my feet, and the guy is six six, you know, on an ultra. Like, whoo, my goodness, that's crazy.
0: Is isn't it interesting? I mean, you and me are, are pretty—we're exactly the same height. Isn't it interesting how well we fit, like on a street light, or or how comfortable uh, a you know touring bike feels? And I mean, it's crossed my mind many times where I'm thinking, "Fuck anybody like that's six foot or six foot riding an Ultron, like their heads are popping out. Like
1: they're huge for the bikes. Right, exactly. Hasn't
0: hasn't that crossed your mind?
1: Yeah, I find it funny because you know, you're talking about a you know a nine hundred plus pound bike. Um, so it's, you know, you you can feel the weight, but it's it's not that. It's the height. You know, you just go, when you're so tall, how do I mean I yeah, do I do fit? wonder that I go, I, how do you fit how do you enjoy the ride? Your legs, you know obviously you can have some pegs out, you know, but still,
0: but but, you just go. Yeah. But just to describe it, like you and me can jump on, you know, an ultra and, and okay, maybe a a slimmer seat, but other than that, the knee bent when your feet are on the floorboard seem perfect. The wind is hitting exact. Well, if you're on the street glide, the wind hits like the top of your helmet, which is perfect. Because if your head's a little bit taller, it's going to, you know, start blowing your head around and, Making your your helmet wiggle, and and, right. and then I start thinking if I'm five inches taller or you know if I'm a foot taller, like how how is this comfortable?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I got to get if, some if, tall if, riders if, if, and ask them. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. I, ask them. You know,
0: <laughs> I, I got anybody over uh, six four. You know, call call us. Ride boundless. <laughs>
1: I used to ride with a guy. I can't remember his name. He rode with us a few times uh and he he had a Sportster and it was a it was a 1200 and he obviously he he was a he was a wrench, you know, so he he tuned that bad boy up. But he was about 6'3" and he was on this Sportster and I and he, you know, obviously when he put his legs up, it, you know, his knees were almost at the, at the, uh, you know, at the bar where, yeah. yeah, where you, where your hands are, right?
0: Yeah, i passing but his shoulders.
1: He, yeah, he loved that bike and he, you know, he could afford to get a different one, but he, he rode it he, and it was fast as hell and it, he just looked so odd to me being on that bike, but he, he was comfortable and he loved it and I was like, wow, that would be so weird for me.
2: Yeah. Um, Michael, do you have any other projects um coming up? Any any light at the end of this tunnel of coronavirus?
1: Yeah, well, when when all of this hit, I was actually doing two films and uh doing a finishing up on a TV show. I had actually just finished one of the the last the season episode of uh, SWAT. Uh, no, not SWAT. I'm sorry, SEAL Team. I do SWAT too, but. So I did, I had just done three episodes of SEAL Team. um, And the one I just finished hadn't, I don't think they're going to use it for this season because they weren't able to finish it. So they may put it on to next season, which is weird. I don't know how they do that because it was literally designed as the last episode of the storyline. Anyway, um, I I was doing a TV show that I never got to shoot. So we don't know when i'll be able to do that and i was doing i was supposed to go to uh puerto rico to do this bruce willis film um and haven't done that they were in the middle of production i was going to go to work on it for a week um and we hadn't got there so i don't know what's happening with that when we're over and i was also doing a film um oddly enough and I, you know I've never said this to, out loud but I was doing a film with um with Idris Elba uh and I was I think it was March I think it was March 12 when I was in New Mexico and we were rehearsing and um and then I went home that night, came back to LA. I was in New, Orleans, New Mexico. Came back that night because I had to do a fitting for the I think the TV show I was going to do. And then I was planning on flying back on Sunday to shoot Monday. That was going to be the first day of production. And then of course, Friday the 13th it just got tested. And then Monday, and everything shut down, I think Friday the thirteenth, I think most of hollywood Friday, March thirteenth uh most of Hollywood started shutting down, yeah, and then we heard we heard and Monday there was a, and I
0: think it was a full moon
1: right, right It was exactly. Friday the thirteenth it was a full moon, <laughs> and
0: everything was getting shut down.
1: all that stuff started happening, and so. Uh Monday we found out that he tested positive, you know let yeah. everybody know, and I had been home with my family for i don't know three days i think and and didn't know, so I wasn't worried and Of course, from that point on, I isolated myself in my office and called my doctor, and then the New Mexico authorities called me. You know, it was all this stuff about me getting tested and how did I feel and all this stuff. And and, um, I felt good. I had no problem, but I I, I isolated myself anyway, even though, you know, I'd already, you know, been around my family for three days. Finally, it was very hard to get tests then. I don't know how it is now. I'm, I'm sure it's better, but it was really hard then. After about 6 or so days later they called me and they were they were okay we could set you up a test if you go to you know blah 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 you go to this address da 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 and just let us know before you get there because we have to come out you know we have instructions for you to enter you know in case in case I'm positive you know um but I I it was probably 9 days later from from the time getting back from New Mexico and I, I had I didn't have one symptom, you know I, I felt great I felt the same, so I talked to my doctor and I was like, listen, do I? It was so hard to get tests. I was like, should I really be tested? I mean, isn't it kind of a waste? It's been about nine, ten days. I feel great, and I don't want to take a test from somebody that that may need it since they were so hard to get, and. So he talked to the CDC guy here in LA, and the guy said, Well, if you don't have any symptoms, if you feel fine, just isolate for another few days. And if things change, let us know. <clears throat> and so I did, and nothing changed. And so I came out of my office, and I was hanging around with my family again, and I never took the test. So I have no idea if I have the antibodies in me or not. I, I you know.
0: Well, if you do, the whole family does, too. and that right. would be Good. That's a plus for everybody.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I mean, if I like 80 percent of people that, you know, have it, uh, overcome it, you know, by themselves, you know, that that's one of the statistics that's been thrown around. So I obviously don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I've been hearing yeah
0: well i i really hope it comes to end and a quick end and i hope everybody can get back to their life because this has been very difficult on all the emergency services on all the small business owners on the actors right. on i mean it, it's literally put a stop to the world but um right. mike we're at an hour and 27 minutes which i think yeah. is amazing it didn't even <laughs> feel like that where can people find you uh where can we find you on social media what's your instagram handle twitter you know how can we
1: well yeah uh great my instagram is just michael beach uh and my last name is b-e-a-c-h so it's just at michael beach and you know i got the blue check and everything uh my my twitter is uh there was already a guy a michael beach on because i came in late. that bastard yeah give it up and he's using it yeah so so uh my twitter is mike a beach because my my middle name is anthony yeah so mike a beach is uh me on twitter i'm not i'm not a huge twitter guy but i actually i i really dig uh instagram and um, my wife made me sign up, for. she's into TikTok. I signed up on TikTok, but okay, I've never that. been on it. Never been on it. You but it's guys,
0: that. What's your handle on, on TikTok? I
2: know well, you haven't used it, but the, we're going to
1: look for you. No, it's it's Mike A. Beach because Michael Beach was taken that in was TikTok too. But, but, you'll but you'll never see me on somebody's
2: it. <laughs> dan- somebody's dancing with your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Guy. Yeah, some guy, you know. Who was uh, or some girl uh, much or more on top of it, or somebody, yeah. yeah somebody, we don't know. Somebody. <laughs> we, but we there assume. are you know, there are uh, a couple of accounts out there. I don't know if they die away, but every once in a while, somebody somebody hits me and says, Oh, there's a guy with you know, the real Mike Beach, and he's posting all your pictures and your videos, and he claims to be you. And so that that happens, but um, well, he's facing- all of my things. All he's of my like, things are I have a blue check
2: so his face is not in the movies, so <laughs> yeah, But he's using
1: my face. He's oh, taking no, no. pictures from my from my page and you know, acting as if they're you know, not him. there could be there's a quite a few out there from time to time, so um you know, just just watch out.
0: Just watch out. Well Michael, thank yeah. you so much for your time. Thank you for the experience, the storytelling, and and everything else. Uh, I hope we get to get you back on. And
1: until then... Yeah, my pleasure, bro. Yeah, I had a good time. Thanks for asking. Absolutely.
0: Until then, you know, uh, as soon as this is over, we'll make sure to to go for a ride finally.
1: Absolutely, for sure, man. My wife went out yesterday, um, and she said she saw all these bikers out, man. And I was was like, yeah, I'm going to get out there.
2: We'll be doing it soon, Michael.
1: Yes,
0: sir.
2: Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, man.
0: My pleasure. Take care, guys. Take care. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so very much for listening. If you liked it, please make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, on everywhere. Wherever you're listening to this, there's a subscribe button. Please click on it. It helps the podcast. It helps the guests. It helps all of us. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at RideBoundless to see amazing pictures and contents and videos of the people we are speaking to. Until then, see you next week. Ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.